Okay, here's a warning. I'm about to sing a little jingle. I, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I just had to with this movie. But I'm about to sing this jingle, and I'm telling you now, it's going to be off key. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Batter up, hear that call. The time has come for one and all to play ball. Okay, so my daughter would kill me if she knew that this was the intro to today's podcast. But if you love this movie as much as I do, that song has a special place in your heart. Yes, it comes from the 1992 sports movie, A League of Their Own. Welcome to Movies Are Life. I'm your host, Nathan Chandler. I hope everybody had a wonderful 4th of July weekend. Independence Day brings lots of things to mind. It's almost a time to just take a breath in the middle of the summer. Uh, If you're not going out to the pool or having a barbecue, it's a time that people enjoy movies. Uh, Right now, there's just not a whole lot of new movies out there. Uh, The new Minions movies out there. I didn't think that was we're talking about, but this movie came to mind because it makes me think of summer. Uh, baseball is the main sport right now. And it's just a movie that's close to my heart. As a kid, I grew up watching this movie and it was really funny watching it back now as a 40 something year old, because it's really not a kid's movie, but it really is a movie that appeals to all ages There's not too many people in this world that I don't know that haven't seen this movie, but if you haven't seen it, it's a 1992 film directed by Penny Marshall, who also directed one of my other favorite films growing up as a kid, Big, which is also another movie that you watch now and you're like, oh, not so much a kid's movie, but this movie is about two sisters who joined the first female professional baseball league that was created to counteract all the males in America that were being shipped off to World War II because Major League Baseball had to take a break for their stars to go overseas and fight for our country. When I thought about who I should bring in to discuss this film, our friend Tara just popped into my mind. One thing that's great about Tara is she loves musicals probably more than our family does. Um, She also makes the most amazing Spotify playlists. I know that she had a love for classic movies similar in this vein. So I reached out to Tara asking her if she wanted to discuss this film. Little did I know that this is one of her favorite films. I wasn't prepared for how much Tara loved this movie. Just so you know, we talk about this movie as if you've seen it before. So we talk spoilers. It's a very inside baseball discussion. No pun intended. So let's bring in Tara and another special guest, my wife, Whitney. And if you listen to it, maybe another family member of mine makes appearance to give her take on a controversial scene. All right, Tara, thank you so much uh, for coming on. And when I asked you, you seemed beyond thrilled about uh, about talking about this movie. So uh, tell us what made you so excited about it. Um, so I don't know if you know this or not, but it's one of my top three movies. Um, I can quote this movie from, uh, start to finish. Um, and I was thinking yesterday kind of why I love the movie so much. And I think it's because it's, it's one of the first movies 
I would watch with my parents um, and something that we would enjoy together and laugh and um, kind of have memories from watching it as a little girl because it came out early in the 90s. And so um, I just think it's it's a fond memory, but also it's carried true throughout my life of just um, how funny it is and, and why I love it so much. Yeah, I was I was thinking about the uh, the movie and I know I saw it when it came out and then watching it again with our with our girls and it kind of hit me that this movie uh maybe was the first adult movie that i watched so you know it's this movie that's rated pg and it's not made for kids or geared to kids but um it's accessible for everybody to watch and i thought that i mean both our girls were really into it and they pay attention to it and they really responded to it as well yeah, Hallie constantly wants to watch it still. Like she she wants it's one she wants to go back to, which is rare for a uh, adult movie. So, that makes sense. Oh, uh, it's funny because, you know, I, I as an adult we love it, but why, you know, as kids, now your kids watching it, why were we so drawn to it um and how are we so drawn to it when it is an adult movie, but as a kid I just remember loving it so much and and even reading like other reviews um, I hear people saying, oh, my kids have watched it now and they just laugh and they are so drawn to it. And it's just, it's funny to think why, why, like, what is it that's catching all I audiences? Think, I don't think there's even a to lot this of, day. I don't think there's a lot of movies that are all f- like so many female cast members. I think that was rare. Right. So for like a sports movie to be about females, maybe I'm forgetting like some famous movie. I have no idea, but I, I think that was kind of different like I don't remember that as in 1992 when I was when I was little that that being like normal yeah and had this I think the concept of well everybody loves a good sports movie and so it was a different take on you know most of I mean still most of the sports movies that are out there are all about male athletes so I think it had that component to it then I think it had the component of the history side of it of I mean it doesn't dive into the big politics of world war two and that sort of thing. But, um, I, I think it ties into that and then it's a comedy. It's also a drama. And, uh, I think it's got the full package of everything. And then of course, with Tom Hanks, who's like everybody's, you know, father figure almost that he's in it. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so, uh, and uh, Gina Davis, she's and, like a goddess in there. And Gina Davis, <laughs> she is. It, well, and and at the time, you know, it was such a big deal for Madonna to be in it because she was so big at that time. Um, and gosh, they, you know, watch, I watched it again last night just to kind of take notes and review, but they all look so young um, in that movie. And it, it's just funny how, how long it's been since the movie came out. And how she was so aged. prim and proper. And I know. I, that, that was so weird. Like, and Rosie O'Donnell, really, like... They were so clean cut and mm-hmm. like, I mean. Yeah. Uh, I think how I said, why, why are they calling her all the way May? And I was like, oh, because all the way she, May. yeah, because she can round all the base. Oh, wait, no. Uh, cause <laughs> she- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, my friends and I always say we're like uh, dirt and skirt, May, dirt and skirt. Um, <laughs> I know we'll talk about this later on, but we the, the movie is full of amazing one liners um, that you know, each character kind of has a bag full of one-liners that they say. And even though some of the characters aren't on the whole time, um, they do have 
a lot of really funny one-liners. I know John Lovitz in that movie is hilarious. Um, and, and, you know, he kind of opens up the movie with just those punches of uh, all the one-liners. So, What's your favorite one-liner? Mm. From which character? I mean, let's go with John Lovitz just because that's who you mentioned. You know, okay, great. Okay. Um, so I always, I like when he's like, um, I got to go home, give my wife a little tickle pickle <laughs> and then be on my way. And he get, and then he poops. <laughs> and, you know, I actually thought he, uh, he's the one who said uh, to Marla Hooch uh, a lot of night games, but that's not who says it. It's, it's during the, um, the scene when they're in the uh, like classes for like poise classes or whatever. Oh yeah, kind of like that cotillion type of class. Like, it's yeah. not cotillion, yeah. but cotillion. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. One thing I noted just watching this movie is there's just several good just montages. That we don't you don't see very good mm-hmm. in many montages anymore. Uh, this the no. uh, the score is really good. Um, Wendy laughs at me. I. I can easily cry at a lot of stuff, but this movie like gets me every time in several moments, <laughs> which I think even watching this. Several last, moments. Yeah. Our, my, <laughs> I think Hayden turned to me and said, are you crying? Yeah. There's like, no yes. crying in baseball. Yeah. <laughs> um, when but you, there is so many like emotional parts. When the, when the officers come in to, or the police officers come in to deliver the note yes, um, to, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure, I don't remember who they were bringing it to, but. It's Betty. Betty. To Betty Spaghetti. Yes. <laughs> when they're bringing the note in, Nathan, I look over and Nathan was just, he was just wrapped up in it and crying again. And I was like, Nathan, <laughs> you've seen this like so many times. Anyway. It, it, it's almost undercut by how bad the delivery guy is in his performance yeah. of like, right. Right. Why do they? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I, I, I don't know why I just, uh, that part just gets me every, every time the nerves, the, the, the nerves, nerves of it, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I always cried whenever, um, Marla leaves her dad for the first time. And she's making sure like he's being taken care of before she gets on the train. That always makes me cry too. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on uh, was to uh, speak about the uh, sister dynamic that's in this movie. Um, And so, I mean, uh, Wendy has older brother, I have a younger sister. And so it's kind of interesting just now that we have Hallie and Hayden and two girls in the house and kind of, it's a new dynamic, I think for all of us. And so I'm, I'm assuming this is a movie that your sister likes as well, or, you know, do you think they get that sisterhood component? Absolutely. I think that, well, to be honest, there's so many different relationships in this movie that I think that we all identify and that we all have. And that's why I think that um, we all relate, people relate so much to this movie because they see themselves in each one of those characters at different points of the movies. Um, But having, being an older sister um, and having a younger sister with, she was, she's more athletically inclined than I was. Um, and so I kind of always identify with Kit more than, than I would Dottie. Um, but that's okay. It's made me grow a little. Um, but, but I do think it's funny, you know, once you are introduced to them, you already can tell right off the bat that, and like Whitney said, she's very, uh, Dottie's very poised and strong. She's instantly shown as the strong older sister um, type. And then Dottie kind of comes out of the bat and she's aggressive um, 
and they kind of give her that theme throughout the whole movie. Um, and, and sometimes I kind of think that they shined her in more of a negative light and not all positive. Um, but I, I think that that was maybe intentional because we did kind of want to feel for Kit, but we also wanted to be like Dottie. Um, and I think in any sister relationship, even with friends, um, I know with, with girls, like, you know, you they are so close, but then they fight and it's okay because they depend on each other. Um, and, and they may have a falling out or two, but they know that, you know, they can always, you know, depend on each other when, when one is needed and, and also kind of know sometimes what's best for one, one another. Cause I know Dottie throughout the film is, uh, you know, she's orchestrating Kit's life basically, um, up until even the end, which is the big question of, did she drop it or not? What did she mean to drop the dun, ball dun, or not? Dun. So yeah, I know I don't, de- <laughs> de- I definitely think that and those weren't it sound is, effects. It's a, it's, a, it's no, it's free. Those are free from you. Um, and so I, I, uh, I, I just love, um, I love the bond they have. And, and I think as again, like having a sister that I can identify with, with that relationship. Yeah. So like, I just didn't look like Gina Davis. I, yeah. <laughs> I like how you said she orchestrated the whole, um, her whole life. And you're right. Like she kept, she, but also she kept kind of blaming her like for why she was going. Blame is maybe strong, but I I always wondered, like, didn't she really want to go? Like, don't you think she wanted to go and she just made it, made it easier for her to go? Like she could only tell her husband who was off at war that she went because of Kit instead of like, I want to go. I want to get off this farm. I don't want to like, because they were going to make more money. They were going to go and get to mm-hmm. do an adventure. Like, so what? where was the negative in going? And yet she always right. blamed it. She always blamed it on Kit is why she went. And I thought that was kind of like you saying that made me think, you know, she she reluctantly went the whole time. And then even to be able to leave, like the fact that she could just pack up and leave before that final game. Like, obviously, my 11 year old is uber competitive and 11. But she was like, why would somebody leave before the final game? That is just crazy. <laughs> like, she just is like, why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why would she leave? And I, I don't have an answer. It made no sense to me. Either. Yeah, we really laughed because we were like, "Did she really have to wait till game seven? Yeah, <laughs> to show up? Like it, that right. was kind of that was kind of a D move, you know? <laughs> like and already be dressed when nobody else realized it. And well, and you know, it's funny because if you look and think about all the characters throughout the movie, and, and I say the word aggressive because I really like that word, um, but each character has so much um, pizzazz and um, facial expressions and they talk with their hands and they're up and down, up and down, up and down. But she's the only one throughout the whole movie that really stays, you know, like I said, poised and and very like put together all the time. And even when she was crying um, after the scene with uh, Buddy Spaghetti, when George dies, you know, she even sits down and cries pretty. Right. And it's just, it's fascinating because she, you know, Every, she's so memorable, but really, she was the one that kind of gave us less of the flair and the, the dramatics. Um, except when she wanted, except when she wanted to, she like turned it on to go and because um, she realized the right. league, league was going to fail, and so yeah, when she uh-huh. did the splits uh-huh. and when she like, but she had to turn all that on, like she had to like find herself uh-huh. to do that, yeah. But she was in control. I think that's she was always in control of her situation. Do we get to talk about the ball now? 
Well, I, I thought we I thought we could say that towards the end. Or do you oh. want to do it right now? I just feel like it's a looming discussion. <laughs> I feel like it's just looming over us. Just, okay. We can say it. It's just looming. It's just looming. <laughs> Let's save it. Well, uh, uh, is there anything that you don't like about the movie? I do. And, and I was actually thinking that um, kind of what I mentioned earlier. Do they give Kit a fair run? Because... When you think about the movie, like she is whiny the whole time. She is uh, always feeling like she doesn't get everything that's she's owed. And they kind of, I mean, they, they give that to the character, but I think they maybe, they needed to give her something a little, maybe stronger at the end. And I don't like how at the very end of the movie, whenever Dottie and Kit come together, when they're old, it seems like they don't talk really. And I don't like that. I need, so I need I, some explanation. I always thought they didn't talk until I rewatched it. And maybe I was rewatching it to like really see what I thought. But those, those grandkids knew who Dottie was. They said, why is Aunt Dottie? Like, right. Aunt Dottie's over there. Now, that didn't mean anything. Except I did make note that those kids knew who she was. Mm-hmm. And so they must have known each mm-hmm. other. But and But I did think that it wasn't like they knew why she was there because Kit kept playing and Dottie didn't. But um, right. I just, I, I agree. I mean, she, but I, I never really did like her, but we we're always supposed to not like her. Right. I mean, she was always supposed to be annoying. Right. Yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. and, and I think because she switched teams too, you have to like, not like her because she switched teams. <laughs> like, I don't, I mean, she didn't want to switch, right. teams, but because she got switched, I mean, she was supposed to be the villain. Yeah, I, I, I can see what you're talking about as far as uh, there's maybe a little element that was missing from Kit's character that, you know, at the end, she's really the hero, but still <laughs> you feel like, uh, I don't know, that she still kind of got away with one because her annoying tendencies are still there a little bit. And so... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I can see what you're saying because you could tell even Hallie was still a little bugged that Kit was the, <laughs> winner, the winner. The yeah. winner at the end of the day. But mm-hmm. she's also she's also the mm-hmm. an older she's also an older sister, so you know. <laughs> oh, Hallie. Yeah. Yeah and, yeah. Kit. yeah. and I was I mean, I'm a baby of the family and it it would drive me crazy as well because I did she just constantly was like put upon. And I always wanted her to be like, well, just play better. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're put upon, just do better. Mm-hmm. Like it just bothered, it bothered me too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. And she, uh, she seemed to kind of uh, still kind of failed to recognize how much, you know, Dottie did, I think to get her where she was at or whatever, but I don't know. I don't know. I might be mad too. Dottie's like tall and beautiful and she was short. Like, <laughs> I mean, I get it. Okay. I'm going to throw out some questions to you and we'll end on the one that's just looming. Uh, over our heads movie musings what is the longest pee that you've ever had oh well speaking of <laughs> how long was his pee does anybody remember i don't know 54 50 53 seconds was his pee three seconds well this is way too much information i can't believe he's <laughs> we drove home. here i've got one for you tara the other day we drove home from a long road trip but it wasn't that long and so i didn't need to like we were too close to home to stop but too far away before i thought i was gonna die because i had to go to the bathroom so bad but we're also between that stretch of tulsa and oklahoma city where there's nowhere to exit 
yeah, nowhere to exit. I had to go to the bathroom. Anyway, I like, wait, I, I threatened my kids. I was like, don't go, do not go inside before me and steal the bathroom. Cause I have to go. I just had to go pee, but I have to go. So anyway, I go inside and Nathan on my way in goes, why don't you time it? I didn't know it was for this podcast, but anyway, I was, so I was like, okay, I will. So I walk outside and I went to the, I can't believe I'm telling you this on this. Maybe we should cut this part. I went 52 seconds and I told him that wasn't even my longest. That wasn't even my longest time to go pee. And if he only went 54, then I don't know what that says about me. But as the baby sister, I won something. <laughs> You're darn right. And you can give a large bladder, I guess. And now I get well, actually, you don't have I a don't. large bladder. I don't. And now I got to share that on, on this podcast. I'm real proud. You're welcome, Mom. Well, it, I think it's great to be transparent, you know? Yeah. How about you? What was what the uh, question I, for her? I, you know, I, I, I don't know, but I'm as, you know, like you with a long road trip. Um, I've never timed it, but I do know <laughs> that um, when you have children and they come in and say, mom, are you done? It's probably a, a long time, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. That's All funny. I know is it's always, it's, it's definitely shorter than my husband's. That's, that's what I do now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The second question we we both know that you your love for the uh, Marla character. Uh, so the the other question I had for you, and while watching this movie, I can't help but do you think a character like Marla would exist in today's movies? I just they do really. I don't know if unnecessarily. Uh, <laughs> rag on her looks and stuff but uh anyway uh, i thought you could dive in a little bit of what <laughs> why do you think she's so funny um well first off no i don't think that they would um do that to in today um because you know we as a society we've really done a better job of shaming and or of not shaming people and and bringing out the best um, and loving yourself and how you look. So, uh, but why I love it so much is because I think, you know, she as a character just completely dives in um, and owns every second. And, and that's another thing I, why I love this movie so much is everybody in this movie, you know, they're, they're actors. So you want, you will, you do believe them when they play a, a role or a character, but I think that they all dive in so much in their character and bring out true like richness of who they are and, and how society looks at them, but also how they look at themselves. And so, um, I don't know, they just do a really good job of, of kind of bantering, um, you know, and there's Marla Hooch, what a hitter. Um, and then they've got that, that panel of her just like slumped down. And I know, you know, that I kind of joke around, you know, anytime I'm, we all, I feel my friends and I feel like we're like, not feeling great about ourselves today. We kind of compare ourselves to Marla Hooch, but that may be something more of a, uh, you know, we, we take our trauma and turn it into a form of humor. And so I think that, uh, we, I can identify with that. Um, so I think that's why I love her and her singing at the Suds Bucket scene is like my favorite. Um, because, you know, like I said, I think we throughout this movie, as women and, and I don't, men love this movie. I know a lot of men that love this movie, but I think that we all kind of see ourselves in one of these characters at some point of the movie. And we've probably all kind of been a little like 
uh, I don't under the influence um, and just like <laughs> singing either like in the mirror or not under the influence um, at home, just like being thinking that we're being sexy um, and empowered <laughs> her because she killed it and she got her man. Yeah. Okay. Nelson and her got married and she quit the league, which does kind of make me angry, but um, I just think she, she had uh, a lot of fun storylines that, we could all just kind of laugh, identify, but also um, cheer for. Like we cheered for Marla Hooch this entire time. Um, so I, I just think she's one of my favorite characters ever. You know, you remember Dottie, you remember Kit, but the, the sub character, they do so well with the smaller characters to make them memorable in their own little ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, they add little components to each of them that make, I mean, you really, you really feel like you get to know the whole team, which is pretty uh, amazing in such a, a short time period. And I think the evolution of Tom Hanks, uh, Jimmy Duggan's character, you know, uh, is also, they do a great job with him of like, where you believe that he would get to the point that he's at, where he believes in the team and believes uh, in the girls. And so I think uh, an actor like that only, you know, only he could pull off something like that. But Jimmy Dugan's character, um, well, Tom Hanks, anyways, just looks like my dad. And so um, it, it, this movie I love so much because anytime like he gets really expressive and like he squints his eyes, um, like when he's talking about um, no crying in baseball and when he asks Evelyn about um, you know where she should be, it always makes me think of like sitting at my uh, dinner table trying to do math with my dad. And that's exactly kind of how that would go about. Um, and as horrifying as it was back in the day, it's funny to me now because I just like, I see my dad's face all over again, um, trying to figure out a math problem. And I, I had already lost it and was crying. So, um, but he has, you know, Jimmy Dugan has a lot of really funny uh, one-liners as well. And I take that back. You asked me what my favorite one-liner was and I, I need to say, we haven't mentioned Shirley Baker, um, who was the one who can't read. And um, when they're on the the bus and um, Madonna's helping her read and she says, milky white. And I can't say the rest of it because I'm in my office. But um, anyway, that's one of my favorite one-liners. Um, oh, so funny. I I love this. I love the scene at the end uh, where it goes back to the Evelyn thing of missing the cutoff man. And when he, he confronts her, but he's learned that, you know, yelling is not the right approach and just how mu- how much he wants to and he holds it back i just love the acting in that scene and then it just reminds uh uh hallie is going through basketball and it's not her team but uh there's a coach who has usually coached boy basketball teams and he coaches the girls team similar to how he would his boys team and it's just funny the way the girl where Whitney and I sit there going, yep, that's, they're not going to respond to that. (laughs) So uh, the whole team like (laughs) stands up in protest and says, if you're going to yell at her, none of us are going to play. And they all sit down and it's like, yeah, buddy, that didn't work out. (laughs) That didn't work for you. You need to quit yelling. Yeah. So when we watch this movie, that just reminded me again, he's like, Mm -hmm. we're going to work on that next season. And (laughs) it was just really funny Mm -hmm. to me. Okay. So the question now that Whitney has just been dying to talk about. So really the only reason to have a podcast yeah, about this movie. Yeah, yeah. Tara, mm-hmm, did, mm-hmm. Did, 
Dottie dropped the ball on purpose. Wow. Yes. I'd like everybody on podcast world here to know that Tara and I typically don't agree on things, but Mm -mm. we do agree on this. And I didn't Mm -hmm. even know that somebody could not agree on this until there was a Nathan. And I think that it is a male versus female thing that a male Mm -hmm. just would never do that. But most definitely Dottie did that on purpose at the end to give Kit her shining moment. I, I almost take it more in the stance of, well, two things. One, she's just proven herself to be super competitive the whole way. I mean, she still showed up at the game seven. You know, she, you know, she went off with her husband and why it took her so long to get back. I don't know. But anyway, she still shows up, dresses out, you know, does the whole game, nearly takes her sister's head off with the line drive down the middle. I don't think in the split second of Kit rounding third and that, I don't know how many seconds that she consciously decided right then that she was going to drop the ball. I just, I just don't believe it. That's just, I think it was a split second decision. Now I don't think she was, I don't think she was upset by the result at all. And so I think that's what people get confused by because yeah, Donnie had more of a frame of mind to be this, this is a game to her. I mean, it really, it really is. And so I think the smile that you see at the end, um, you know, when kid gets carried off, I think it's more of like, you know, that's, uh, I'm just, I'm happy for her. I'm happy in the, but in the moment, I don't think she consciously did that. I don't think she consciously, consciously did that to throw the game, but that's my opinion. T- Tara. Yeah. Uh, I think that, well, I think she did do it on purpose because I think it was that time uh, in her life that she take her leave from the competitive life and she just wants to be done and wants to hand off that baton um, or ball, if you will. Um, because And she does it gracefully. If you notice when, you, when she does it, her hand is just kind of opens up very slowly and the, the ball drops out. <laughs> Um, and so they do make it very dramatic and they, they do, you know, kind of put that in your mind of like, did she do it or did she not do it? Um, but I think it, it was her time as an older sister or just being, you know, she was the older sister and she wants, she's done and she wants to move on and she, she, again, she just wants to, to, to pass it on. So that's my, um, bleeding heart, like love for kit um if if the writers and directors didn't intend for that to become a thing like if that was not part of the movie if it was Mm -hmm. not about her dropping the ball and that is a whole storyline what a great cult classic that it's become because of that reason because Mm -hmm. i watching it as a child to be honest i don't even remember that being a question no and then about four years ago we sat down to watch it for the first time just as a family, just as a let's watch this movie and we're watching it and, and our children were like, and, and myself were like, Oh my gosh, she dropped that on purpose. And Nathan was like, what are you talking about? And we had to go into this whole discussion. (laughs) Well, then we looked it up and it was like a whole world of, of um, question and debate. And Nathan was like, his mind was blown that we would even think that. And then when we look it up, 
the fact that it's just such a conversation starter. Um, but I would be curious the facts of like, is it a, is it a female thought process? Is it a older sister thought process? I mean, what, what is the thought process there? I don't know. So, so Tara, are you saying that if you were Dottie and your sister was charging toward it, you would drop the ball on purpose? I'm going to answer for uh. Tara. She hates competitive <laughs> games. <laughs> she would have dropped the ball to make the score even so that everybody had fun. And then she would have gone inside to like get them a costume to wear at halftime. She would not have, she would not have, she would not have cared. She would have dropped that ball. Are you sure you're the older sibling? <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, I, it, yeah, I am. I'm the older one, but my sister kind of uh, takes on the role of being more of the older sister sometimes. And that's okay. I'm, at least, you know, I, I'm going to embrace it. I know that. Um, yeah, no, I, I probably, I probably wouldn't. I would just, just let her go. But I would have never been Dottie, so I can't even think about uh, that frame of mind because, uh, yeah, no, I, I probably would have just given her the ball. But that's why I shine. That's why I shine in other areas. <laughs> I wanted to bring Hallie in here real quick to talk about the ending what she thought oh okay do you, want, do you want to hear Hallie's Ooh. perspective yeah I do okay Hallie we talked about the we talked about the end of a league of their own and yeah so <laughs> to tell Tara wh- why you think uh Dottie uh dropped the ball I don't on think purpose why <laughs> you don't think I know why because when she when she dropped it her hand, her fingers like unfolded, like slowly, like she did on purpose, and she smiled at her sister while they were like cheering and stuff. And if she dropped it doing that, she wouldn't be able to catch it in a dugout below the ground doing the splits. Boom! Boom! <laughs> yeah, mic drop. <laughs> so. But my argument is like Hallie is so competitive and if Hayden was rounding third base and you were the catcher, would I you would have dropped not, the ball? No. Why would I drop the ball? <laughs> I know. Dottie's nice. Because you love your sister. <laughs> not that much. <laughs> not that not that much. No. <laughs> I did want to uh tell you a funny story actually one or two, but, um, so, you know, growing up, I was really dramatic. I'm a dramatic person anyways. Um, but I loved this movie so much and I loved the soundtrack. I know we had mentioned that earlier, the song by Madonna. This used to be my playground. <laughs> I don't know why it always makes me like cry, but I, uh, I, my elementary school was, uh, growing up, I had moved in fourth grade to another elementary school. Um, and so I went to church with my, one of my good friends and her church was next to my old elementary school. And I remember, I'll never forget this. I was in fifth grade and I was like, li- not listening to the sermon. And I was looking outside and I could see the playground of my um, elementary school. And I remember like in my head, the Madonna song was like singing and I was like crying um, in church because I just thought of all the wonderful memories I made first through fourth grade um, <laughs> at my elementary school while internally singing. This used to be my playground. By Madonna, and so that song has always held very dear to my heart. Um, but also makes me realize how weird I was growing up. And now, 
I started dramatically singing that uh, that song like when it at the end of the movie, and uh, just to just to get the looks from uh, our, our two girls, it was, it was funny. But just like why why is the song so slow? It's <laughs> so serious. <laughs> yeah. so no, <laughs> yeah. but it is. It just encompasses like everything that happened through the whole movie, and it just like ties it in a beautiful bow and sends it on its way. I, I don't think we've mentioned the pairing of Madonna or, you know, May and Doris and why I think that their friendship is amazing. I think that we could have watched a whole spinoff on their friendship because <laughs> um, their banter, um, the whole movie and like their true like ride or die friendship. Um, I, I just like to watch and how they kind of, if, if you notice, they answer really Doris answers for Madonna a lot. Um, throughout the whole movie and I just I, I love to see their friendship and their banter um, and it's always really funny plus it's, it's cool because they're bigger stars um, in the movie that people that are listening to this can't see the t-shirt that you're wearing but it's there's a no crying in baseball t-shirt it's amazing where did you get that um, I got it at like a boutique shop one day years ago and I I just had to buy it so I, I, I also have the uh uh, oh, what's it called? You're killing me, Smalls shirt from another <laughs> from iconic line. baseball. Movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, mm, yeah. Yeah, are you a baseball fan? And I get lots of comments. So, no, and yes. Like I played softball growing up. I played YMCA softball, um, and I would we would go to Rangers games sometimes with my dad. But I just like love baseball movies, even you know, like Bull Durham, which my husband loves Bull Durham. Um, but I don't, I don't know why baseball movies are just, they're all, if you think about all of them, um, they're all so much fun to watch, but I think they're also very rich in like storyline and character. And I don't know why that is specific to that sport. Maybe because baseball like is slow and methodical and it has to develop always. Maybe it gives you time to have a storyline. Yeah. I mean, because other sports tend to be That's a little true. bit more like aggressive, and so I don't know. And I, I've always said uh, we've we've watched a lot of baseball recently because of OU's run in the World Series, and you know we it's a very momentum type of sport. Very it, it's very dramatic. Like it can be the most quiet, still game for the longest time, but then all of a sudden a home run and every, the whole momentum shift. So. Uh, the dramatic, you know, it, it has, it provides for those dramatic moments. I've always said it's always a very one-on-one it's a team sport, but like when it's just that pitcher and that batter, I, you know, I think it always provides uh tension. So I definitely think that um, this movie is a 10. And so I would recommend it to anybody. Plus I think it's aged, it's aged really well. And, and like you all have said, both of your kids, um, it's been out for 30 years and both of your girls really like it. And so it's definitely a movie that anytime it's on, I stop and watch because, um, it's just, it's a feel good movie and it makes me laugh. So thanks for having me on because I love this movie. Uh, you've got to have, I got to hear one more of your favorite lines. Cause I hear them all the time. You got one more in you. What's your favorite line? I know. <laughs> <sighs> Madonna's lines are really good about, you know, Mr. Harvey ain't closing me down. Um, or 
Oops, my bosoms pop out. Oh, we heard that. <laughs> All right, that's good. I like it. I'll take it. See, yeah, thank you. I, she can just thank rattle you. them off. Yeah, you can tell me later which ones you want me to keep in and take out. <laughs> oh, I don't care. I just, uh, I didn't get to deliver them with as much, you know, oomph yeah. as I wanted to, but yeah. you get the point, right? Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll, we'll have to find another classic to bring you in on. Fried green, fried green tomatoes um, is also one of my favorite ones. And the divine secrets of y'all sisterhood. So you just let me know. <laughs> might, be, might be a while for that last Thank one. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Um, Hallie just had a wonderful take. I mean, how, how can you argue with that? No, uh, seriously. Thank you so much to Tara for coming on. And I mean, she really was passionate about this film. Uh, that was great. That's I love having conversations with people who just love these type of movies as much as I do. I hope you join us next week. We will be talking about a documentary that's streaming on HBO Max. Listening to Kenny G. Yes, that Kenny G. Should be a really fun discussion. As always, you can email us at moviesarelifepod at gmail.com for any suggestions, comments, things you like, things you dislike please visit our website, moviesarelife.com. You can find my review of A League of Their Own, plus many, many other reviews. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.